Listen, I may have inside information that someone is hiding drugs in this very office. Grab a lighter and let's spark some conversation because this is South of Sober. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. In TLC, put your name at the top of their list. And Tony Andrew started shaking a fist. And a Caesar will run. And an Avery's gonna wail. Till you see Darcy in the hall wailing again. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. That should have stopped a long time ago. Nobody should be doing Toby Keith covers anyway, except maybe Nickelback, but that's besides the point. Maybe Kid Rock could rock a Toby Keith. <laughs> I don't know. A Toby Keith cover. Oh, I digress. Y'all aren't here for whatever fucking shit I just did. Y'all are here for TLC's tell all of before the 90 days you know the uh the um the series that everybody's actually been watching you know nobody gives a fuck about evelyn and Corey and laura and blah, 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 because it's all about darcy and angela and caesar let's just be real that's where the money's at for TLC, is that Darcy and Angela, which is why a lot of people who in the last couple of days are like, how come Angie, she just gets away with everything? It's like, bitch, because literally they tell these people to act this way for views, okay? And then Angie, Angela, okay, she's one of the top performers for the show, People tune in for Angela. So do not hate. Okay. Like maybe. Maybe she's a little buck wild. Okay. But then again. Maybe she's just putting it on for a show. Because TLC tells everybody. Before they start filming. Hey. Antag antagonize one another. Okay. I am so glad I waited. To record this tell all. Because several days later. And things just start leaking out about cast members like the truth behind the tell-all the truth about relationships the first thing i want to start with is this talkers of shits thing okay um i forget what her real name was it was like karini or something kareen all right so she's got like a mugshot Okay, she tried to make a podcast with Frauded by TLC. Now, Frauded by TLC isn't my favorite because she's just super judgmental about people who drink or smoke or do anything because she's sober, you know. And I'm not sober, <laughs> if you can't tell, um, by my name of my podcast and by me speaking, okay? It's very apparent to everybody so she wasn't like exactly somebody that i was into talkers of shits i was okay with but at the same time she was weird she was always in her fucking bathroom she was never on the lives to talk about anything and she seemed to just have like opinions and then when it came to details she passed it along to somebody else 
she got a lot of her fame here recently off of the Laura and the Aladdin situation and the tell-all leaks. Um, supposedly, somebody leaked information about the other ways tell-all. <sighs> I don't know. Now, it's alleged that this talkers of shits pretended to be Laura in a desperate attempt to make up drama. But at the same time, the stuff that was said was pretty accurate. And it lined up to the things that Laura was also saying. So, mm, I don't know. It could just be Laura taking this opportunity to jump on somebody who's already in jail for something that they've done wrong. Because who's to say what actually happened until all the details are leaked. But I think it's unfortunate that this happens to people. Like, I cannot imagine getting so wrapped up into this that I pretend to be castmates so that I can make a meme and get a few likes on it. <laughs> like, no. That's a lot of wasted effort I don't fucking have. In other news, oh, Mr. Sweatpants and Miss Tourette's are pregnant. For months and months and months, people have been asking, is Lauren pregnant? Is Alexi and Lauren pregnant? Because on Pillow Talk, she hasn't been drinking this, and she's been drinking that, and she looks like this, and blah, blah, blah. Well, after the tell-all, she confirmed with Lexi she was pregnant. Woo! And then Ashley Smith from season six decided to do that swipe up link in the bio shit, you know, and she took the glory from Lauren, which whatever, a lot of people do the swipe ups as I've had people point out several times on my profile. Hey guys, just for all people attacking me and think I'm fucking stupid, guess what? I am fucking stupid. But at the same time, I know companies run these castmates profiles. And I know they're just posting things for likes, swipes, and clickbaits. Okay? I'm not stupid. I know this is happening. However... When Lauren contacted Ashley about this particular post, because Lauren didn't see it on any other posts apparently, but she contacted Ashley about it. Ashley chose not to respond and instead blocked her, removed the post, and then made a long rant about how, hey, bitch, back off. This is what I do. Don't get upset. The company pro posted that and they took it down 24 hours after. I didn't. It wasn't me. It was the company who did everything. It's not me. Okay, well, it's your name. It's in your account. And if the company posted it, like you said, when Lauren contacted you, that then would have been the best thing for you to do to remove it out of respect. Say, oh, yeah, my bad. I don't have any control over what my company posts. I'll go ahead and remove it. And no, but then supposedly the company removed it and Ashley even went so far as to be like, and by the way, I didn't take it down out of respect. I left that shit up there until it disappeared from company standards 24 hours later. I'm not a respectful bitch. I don't give a 
fuck that I used Lauren. <laughs> and then everybody's like, oh, you're such a bitch, uh, South of Sober, because you spoke up and said that Ashley is yet again being a bitch to people. Okay, well, if you don't like me, that's fine. Go ahead and hit unfollow. I won't, I'll try not to cry too hard. I'll try not to cry like a Darcy tonight, okay? Also, the frauds are coming out. Like, supposedly, Tim and Jennifer never were in a relationship um, during filming anyway. They were in a relationship before filming. Tim flew out to see Jennifer, realized, mm, I don't really like this bitch as much as I thought I would. They argued probably as much on the first trip as they did the second trip. That's why she has, like, fluorescent pink in her uh, videos. It's because that was the first video that they sent to TLC for casting. Well, then when TLC was like, hey, guys, you want to go ahead and film with us? They were like, oh, shit, yeah, let's go ahead and pretend to be in a relationship. So, Tim and Jennifer probably have slept together already. Tim is not interested in Jennifer. Jennifer is not interested in Tim. That's why it's so easy for her to call him a pussy and him to just be a dick to her and not enjoy his time. Supposedly, they made Veronica change into the top that she was in, that see-through top, because they knew it would cause um, a buzz. And the infamous ring that everybody's talking about you know what I'm talking about. You know, the, the, the Veronica ring. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not Veronica's. No, 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 no. Guess whose it is. It's Tim's ex-Columbian girlfriend's ring, <sighs> which is even worse. It's a good thing that they're not really in a relationship with one another, Tim and Jen. And a lot of people, whenever they were getting interviewed by Sean Robinson, and he, she was like, when's the last time y'all talked? And he's like, oh, it's been quite a while. You know, they were like, what? Well, he's always oh, because I've been busy. I've been busy just doing stuff and being uh, closeted gay. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing with his life. <sighs> When in reality, they just haven't kept up contact because they're not into one another. They just were doing it for the show. Because Tim has said over and over and over again, he likes talking to people. He likes having fans. He likes having an audience. He wants a YouTube channel. Okay? His ultimate goal is to get views and to get people to listen to him and to pay attention to him. And I guess that's what everybody wants in the earth is just somebody to relate to, right? And or profit from in Tim's case. So that's cute. And for sure, since the fight happened, Rebecca and Avery both come out saying, you know what, TLC told us to pick fights and that's why a lot of this drama that's about to go down happened. But for those of you who need a quick synopsis on everything that happened in the tell-all, I'll go ahead and run it down now. Alright, so, start off with part one. And they all gather for the meeting. You have all the couples um, getting out of their vehicles, walking to the building, getting settled. And TLC likes to film all this because they think it looks more real. I don't know. Because we want to see Benjamin getting out of the back of a black sedan and walking into a building. And we want to see 
Tim eyeing every person that walks into the green room as if, huh, well, Benjamin looks funny, and, huh, there's Caesar, and, oh, God, there's Angela, oh, fuck, oh, man. And then when Rebecca walks in, he's like, I feel underdressed. And Rebecca's like, dude, you can wear whatever you want. <laughs> like, you're the one that chose to wear a plain t-shirt and jeans. He says, like, all the time that TLC pretty much makes it to where he only has, like, a small wardrobe to choose from. But maybe he just has a small wardrobe to choose from. Y'all have to be ashamed of it, Tim. It's fine, okay? Okay, okay, okay. I'll try to make that one of the last times I say it. Okay, I'm gonna write that down on my list of shit that I say too much. I'll try to do that for y'all because I know some of you guys are real sensitive to hearing repetitive words over and over and over again. Like me, like me, I'm one of them, okay? That's why I have the list. <laughs> all right, so they're all walking in and Tim's judging everybody. Jesse is arriving and everybody's like what jesse's gonna be here it's almost like somebody said like jesus christ is about to show up who no 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 it's just it's just jesse calm down and there's a lot of mixed views about this like avery and tim view it as darcy was very abused by jesse and she is still suffering from the emotional trauma of jesse which would make Darcy a victim. So they feel the need to defend Darcy in some way out of love or respect or idolization of her. And then there's other cast members that feel like, well, TLC paid for Jesse to be there. Jesse's a human being just the same. And he should be treated with respect and should be allowed to say his piece, especially if Darcy has supposedly been texting him behind Tom's back. Because Darcy and Tom supposedly were never a real relationship either. The rumors before all of this, um, when I first started researching these cast members, were that Tom and Darcy were not supposed to originally be together. It was supposed to be Darcy and Jesse that filmed and for whatever reason, last minute, Darcy chose Tom and decided to pursue the relationship with Tom. So I kind of felt like Jesse was going to make an appearance because Jesse was mentioned a lot throughout the whole season. And not only that, he probably being the kind of man that he is, felt like, oh, okay, well, TLC, you don't want to go forward with me. I'm going to spill the beans since I'm not in the season if I don't have some kind of incentive to keep my mouth shut, mm, like, I don't know, a whole segment during the tell-all. But then again, TLC loves drama, and they might have just invited Jesse for fucking fun, just to cause drama, because they knew it would do what it did. And uh, I think the majority of people are on Tim and Avery's side because they want to victimize Darcy as well, but it's all dependent upon... Whether you think Darcy's a victim or not, and whether you think Darcy really was texting Jesse or not, and whether you think Tom and Darcy are real or they're just a show. And here's the thing. I fully believe that Darcy and Jesse have kept up contact throughout the years. I do. 
I don't know how genuine the relationship between her and Tom is, considering she doesn't know shit about Tom and Tom doesn't know shit about her. And also, it just everything, all the evidence just leads to this isn't a very strong relationship between uh, any three of them, really. So, it doesn't really matter how anybody feels um, about this particular situation, except for the people involved in the situation. And that is what Angela was trying to say. But Angela's got a real strong way about going about things. And she got a little bit wild about saying it. And so people didn't pay attention to what she was saying. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, we also see Sean Robinson in all her glory. A lot of people do not want her to be the host of the tell-all. They even put a petition up to remove her as the host of the tell hall and it's like why because the people who are wanting to run are like heather mcdonald and if you know who she is god bless you <laughs> the i know her from being on chelsea lately on e and then whenever that went down the tubes she ended up being on e news for a little bit like little guest appearances here and there. She is annoying as fuck. And she just loves anybody who can get her fame. Pretty much. Like she don't care who you are as long as you're famous. And you can make her famous. She's like this little half ugly redheaded girl. Running around the world just wanting to be loved by somebody. And she's petitioning to be on the tell-all as the host and I'm like oh god keep Sean Robinson please because this lady she's not that bad she says wow a lot she doesn't ask the hard-hitting questions but that's because TLC won't allow her to do that okay it's not because she's a bad host she's 57 years old and she looks like 30 something black don't crack y'all they say but I totally believe it because it's just like all the moist, like the key to aging is moisturizer, okay, and sun protection, okay. If you think about how women of color take care of their skin and how the melanin protects them from the sun, you will now know why black does not crack. <laughs> They're just, their skin is just way more susceptible to aging with grace as where you got your Asians and your white who burn in this damn sun. All of us little pale babies baking like a damn Dorito in the sun and getting them Dorito age spots as we get older. <laughs> Can't hide them. Can't hide them with our melanin because the spots are melanin, increased melanin, and we're just too pale to hide it. I'm getting off about freckles and shit. What am I doing? Anyways, Sean looks amazing. And I guess I just went off on a tangent because I saw somebody say something about her. And I agree with it. <sighs> Alright. So, they get to Big Ange. She's coming out of the black sedan. And she's like, you know, my relationship with Michael is between Michael and I. So, y'all can enjoy the view. But you better not start talking about it because it ain't yours. She gets all country. She starts walking in the hallways. 
immediately she just starts pulling her damn cigarettes out of her tits, her lighter, her rolling paper, her rolling machine, her phone. She, she's got her whole damn purse in her tea sacks. And as much, I saw the way Darcy and Caesar are looking at her, they're astonished and baffled that she is just so uh, tasteless, I guess you could say. And Angela don't give a shit. That's her. Those are her titty purses, okay? And as much as I want to criticize her, I have had double D tits since I was six years old. <laughs> Uh, for real, I've had them since I was about 16 years old. And when you, you're, the girls don't have pockets on their pants a lot. And if they do, they're not very big or they're just in the front. Then you have, you, you don't always want to carry your purse somewhere. You just want to carry a few things, especially when you work out. You know, maybe you don't want to spend money on one of them fancy wrist holders for your phone so you just shove it on the side of your bra when you work out or <laughs> um, you're about to smoke with your friends and you need a lighter so you just shove a lighter in between your tits for later you don't know how many times I've taken my bra off to take a shower and change or a pin falls out you know and it's just been chilling there all day I love using my tits for pockets and I think everybody should use tits for pockets as well. So, Darcy and Caesar can take their crazy-ass looks elsewhere. Okay? Well, then, everybody gets dressed. They're looking nice. Everybody's got their Sunday clothes on. And they're walking to the stage. And Tim's like, I can't even navigate the hallways. Oh, this place. Oh, he's getting so mad about walking he's just so oh, he's just such a bitch okay he's such a dramatic bitch and he might not sexually be into looking at hard dicks okay that might not be his thing but he acts just like a stereotypical gay male in america and i'm just gonna go ahead and throw that out everything about him I have fallen in love with gay men time after time and time again. He's lacking the it factor, okay? He had to have been raised by women or something, I don't know. But he definitely has a flavor to him that is very extra feminine. And people, that's why they keep asking. They keep asking and they keep asking. He claims to be straight, okay? whatever let him be but as far as his actions yeah i mean it's very nathan lane one flew over the cuckoo's nest let's let's just throw that out and then the tell-all starts and you have darcy and tom sean's like are y'all together and darcy she's like yeah i'm his girlfriend and tom's like we're together but she's not my girlfriend so, Sean's like, well, we'll talk about that later. Blah, blah, blah. They start showing scenes of everybody meeting in the airport. We all love them airport scenes. And as we know, everybody had creative ways this time in them airports. I think TLC hypes them airport seats up so they're just not so boring. Because everybody knows meeting your loved ones in the airport, not that exciting for the most part. And kind of stressful, to be honest. 
All right, so we have a Keeney, and she's like, um, I assumed that Benjamin didn't do anything to freshen up when he got off the plane because they were showing the monologue of Darcy spraying her angel perfume all over her cooter hair and everywhere, basically, not just a cooter. And Sean was like, everybody looks like they needed time to freshen up. And Akini's like, I didn't think Ben did shit. Man, I didn't think he did anything. He just, he's smelly. White chocolate smells. And then she, she goes, I don't know what happened to Ben and Akini here recently. Because she's digging in on him. Now, rumor has it from recent leaks that in Africa, you're not legally married until the bride price has all been paid and there is a religious type ceremony. You're not married beforehand. So Benjamin paying in installments does not make Akini a married woman in Kenya either. So they're not legally married. However, he has started her visa process. And they are still in a relationship with one another, even though um, she's criticizing his physique and saying that he didn't look um, manly and muscly. And Benjamin's like, you know what, at much point, one point, I was doing much better. And Akini's like, well, let's go back to doing much better. And everybody thinks it's just so funny. <laughs> and then Tim gets called delicate by Jennifer because let's remember they're not really in a relationship and she kind of fucking hates him so he's a delicate pussy in her eyes they're showing Rebecca and Zied and they're like were you surprised Rebecca and she's like oh Zied's always just doing cute little jokes and shit like that so I was but I also wasn't and then Sean does something awful she turns to Jennifer <laughs> and she's like, hey, Jennifer, so um, if Tim showed up at the airport with a shirt with your face on it, what would you think? <laughs> and Jennifer is like, I would think a uh, freak or something. And you can see Zied's face fall a little bit. And then Rebecca... You could tell she's not into it. They go behind the scenes and Rebecca's bawling Tim out, basically saying she didn't need to say freak. And Tim's like, it doesn't mean the same thing in Spanish. <laughs> and uh, he's just trying everything to defend Jennifer. And they're like, you know what? For somebody to be against bullying, Tom, you sure are getting a laugh out of the stuff that Jennifer says. And you're defending her because she could say something different than freak in order to express her disapproval or her, um, I don't know. I don't know what you'd want to say. The words slip my mind right now. But basically the whole gang was ganging up on Tim saying, you, you know what, Jennifer shouldn't have said freak. She shouldn't have said freak. And, and Tim was like, to be honest, Rebecca, the things that you guys do are freakish. And you take it to the extreme, too. It's like a comical level. The point where you have your pictures photoshopped in the hallway. And 
Rebecca kind of takes offense to this. And so she might just be genuinely that crazy. Like that just might be her personality. She's that kind of person. <laughs> and the more and more as time goes on, yeah, I think maybe she is just that over emotional type of person who does things like that. I think Tim was hoping that it was like for show and for comedic effect like I was, but he was wrong. And I think one of the reasons Rebecca was also so offended. Now, some people say she might have bought that t-shirt for him and sent it to him. And that's why she's being so defensive. But then other people are like, you know what? Zied did not know how to speak English that well. He was nervous to even be on the tell-all. And when he gets called a freak, it probably hurt his feelings. And Rebecca probably, she just wanted to be there with Zied to hold his hand and be like, baby, you're not a freak. That's just her opinion. But she can't do that through a screen. And it probably hurts her feelings that Zied probably is over there thinking that he's a freak and he's a bad person and the people viewing him on TV and on the stage thinks those things of him. And that's wrong. But you know what, Tim, he hates bullying, but he's one of the biggest fucking bullies there ever wore. Because, you know, that, that just is how things work out in the world. Those that get bullied tend to bully others. Victims will always seek another victim. Then they're asking Caesar about, you know, shit with him and Maria. We find out that uh, Maria's been making $800 a month from Caesar alone that's not even counting like the other guys that she scams <sighs> they're like well why sean's like why do you think people doubted you caesar and he's like oh you know because he didn't see her and you know he couldn't get her to show up but he's still gonna pursue her blah 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 then they show the fucking monologues or <laughs> i'd like to say everybody fucks but we all know not everybody fucks they show the bedroom monologues the almost fucking sessions and the darcy having to sleep by herself well almost having to sleep by herself and tim having sex well, i mean almost having sex <laughs> And this cast was just really afraid to have sex with each other. Ben was afraid to have sex with Bikini, even though he'd been married before. And Kenny's like, he's been married before. So maybe he just wanted to make it look good for his church back at home. Because I would have had sex with him the first night. Zed gets really nervous about talking about sex. And Rebecca did not look happy Whenever Zed said that he was nervous about having sex with Rebecca because she's older and a grandma. And the updates on everyone's relationships are so far. Benjamin and Akini are married in the eyes of God, Benjamin feels. Although rumors say that even in Kenya, they cannot legally be married until after the bride price is paid in full and there has been an official wedding that has taken place, not just a negotiation. Jen and Tim are saying that they haven't really talked since the tell or since um filming 
and that they are together still, supposedly. But like I said, recent news has come out to expose Tim and Jennifer that they already met once before, determined they didn't like one another, no longer together. So they're no longer together, really. Caesar was going to take it slow with Maria and then get in the hammer time with them chocolate panties. But he hasn't even met Maria. Uh, rumor has it that Maria agreed to be Caesar's pretend girlfriend to help him out with his pursuits in an acting career and to market his nail salon to get more money for her. But then Caesar used it as Maria never shows up to see me and he's keeping it dragged out so that he can make a profit and make a bunch of drama. And I don't know, I kind of believe the rumor that he did do all that because Maria, towards the end, she seems like a bitch, but at the same time, it's like, mm, maybe she told Caesar that they were no longer together and she would go ahead and keep filming with him. And then he just took it to a degree where she just couldn't keep doing it anymore. Because he canceled the ticket to make it look like she didn't show up. And she was like, you know what? If you're going to make me look like an asshole, I'm done. Rebecca and Zied are engaged to be married. Supposedly, the ring that was bought was bought with his sister's money. And he never used Rebecca's actual money. So, that's good. They're still together right now. However... She lied to Zied when she said in 2018 is when they did their filming. When she said that the divorce would be finalized a week when she got back, that would have put it in September of 2018. Her divorce was started then and it was not finalized into until July 9th of 2019 so she kind of fudged and lied a little bit to Zied yet again she also lied about her liking women and Zied revealed that had she had been honest up front about it he probably wouldn't be with her here in America I'm eating chocolate. It's Halloween, so fuck off. Um, here in America, if you were to hear, well, I mean, depending on where you're from and what you believe, a man decides that he doesn't want to be with a woman because she's she used to be with another woman, you'd be like, wow, what a closed-minded individual. But over there in that country, homosexuality is not as widely accepted where he's from. And so, it's just not a good recipe. She should have been honest, but she knew he wouldn't have seen her. But, he's trapped with her now. Angela and Michael are still together. And she's starting her toting journey with Michael. She is still determined to be with him as long as he doesn't lie. And he quits hanging out with women. And he has no life. Avery and Omar are together still, even though Omar has been waiting for his approval to America. For the tell-all, they hopped it up as if it was a 5% chance and it was not likely to happen. 
but in real life he has been approved guys so for all of you that love avery and omar they will be together again who knows if she's pregnant or not stay tuned they get uh terry um avery's mama and they bring her on stage stage to discuss um the marriage that took place between avery they show um between avery and omar and they show uh terry's mother <laughs> they show terry avery's mother just being kind of disrespectful during the proceedings the islamic proceedings and her saying things like she hasn't been muslim in the summer yet and this is when Jennifer and other castmates step in to say that Terry should have been more respectful of the culture. And then they start to discuss um, the war zone type situation going on in Syria. American embassy pulling out. All of those types of situations. And Tom's like... Avery, what are you going to do when reality hits and you can't handle it? And Avery, I just, she just is crying and crying and crying. And then they start talking about the visa approval process. And like I said, Sean Robinson was like, oh, it's only a 5% chance, Avery. And Avery was like, actually, um, I have no doubts on where I'll be here. And he's been approved, so let's just see how long it takes to get the final results. <sighs> then they had Tom and Darcy by themselves out um, while Tom and Darcy are on stage with Sean Robinson settling in. Jesse's getting out of the black sedan, walking in the hallways, and he's like, Can I get a coffee? Can I get a coffee? <laughs> and then um Angela is recording them in the tell all or the green room. You know that room that they all sit in and watch everybody on stage talk. Well, Angela's got her phone out while Darcy and Tom are on stage just taking all kinds of damn pictures. It's like what 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 are you doing? <laughs> like she really loves Tom and Darcy. Okay, guys. She really does. The whole tell-all, she's just shoved up Tom's ass. But specifically Tom and Darcy's ass. I guess because she was on Seasons with them before from previous 90 Day Fiancés. I don't know. She's just like very up their ass though. So then Tom addresses why he never says I love you back to Darcy. He says, I only say it whenever I feel it. Which is not that often. And Darcy says it as the weather changes, okay? She kind of takes an offense to that, but it's okay because then Emma appears. And Emma, she's now a model. And she calls herself a model. And she has cameos for like $30, $35 that you can buy. And she gets on there and she's like, you know what? Darcy doesn't even know the first thing about my brother. What's his favorite color, Darcy? What's his favorite color? <laughs> and she just seriously asked. And Tom's like, nude. And Darcy's like, white. <laughs> 
And it's like, yeah, that's such a Darcy answer. She would say why. And then Emma starts to say that Darcy just wants an engagement ring. She just wants somebody to tell her that she loves her all the time. It's not really Tom that she wants. She doesn't want Tom. They're still in the honeymoon phase right now where it's all cool. They're fucking, having a good time, drinking, partying. But that's not what it's got to be at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you got to know somebody and like somebody and get to like them. Get to know them as a person. Don't try to marry somebody to marry somebody. Get to know them and fall in love with them over time. Which is not Darcy's language at all. She probably didn't understand any of what Emma was trying to say. Especially whenever Sean was like, oh, hey, um... Tom's been engaged twice, and Tim's like, I didn't know that. Tim, why the fuck would you know that? Tim is like, I guess, texting Tom behind the scenes on a daily basis, and they're best friends forever or something, because he's like, I didn't know he was married twice. And then Darcy's like, oh, yeah? And he goes, oh, she didn't either. <laughs> It's like, uh, what, are Tom and Tim fucking, like, exchanging dick pics on the side? I don't really know. So, I don't know anything. <laughs> Darcy, she tries to say, um, you didn't give me the same ring that from another girl, did you, from one of his previous engagements? And Tom's like, I never gave you a ring. And Emma just dies laughing. Now, there are pictures of a ring oh but that could have just been like tim posting a bait like people do you know it, it could have just been nothing might not even have been a ring that he actually bought so basically darcy and tom just have a lot of sex and no substance to the relationship and they're only together because he says he's available for darcy that darcy he doesn't seek Darcy out. Darcy seeks him out. And if he weren't so open to her invitation or open to her pursuits that it probably wouldn't even happen. He would not even talk to Darcy. That's saying a lot. I think Darcy really just needed to pay attention to that. But she still wants to pursue a future with Tom but Tom's like, you know what? We're having a lot of fights. Uh, the other day I came down the lobby and Darcy was wrapped around another man. Just some random stranger. And it's just, uh, like, <laughs> with all the recent rumors of him getting women pregnant behind Darcy's back and just having girlfriends, blonde girls that he's taking pictures with. And helping take care of his dying mama. You know, Darcy's not doing all that. So, who who are these women? You know? So, as Emma starts to get real. And it starts to offend Darcy. Um, here comes Stacy. Instead of bringing Ludwig out as a support animal for Laura. A support human for Laura. We have Stacy, the support animal for Darcy. Sean starts asking hard-hitting questions to Stacy, like, do you think that they're compatible? Stacy's like, 
yeah, I think they're compatible. I think anybody is better than Jesse. And, you know, because Jesse doesn't love anybody but himself. Um, then they ask, you know, do you think that Darcy was trying to push the relationship in order to rival your and Florian's relationship? And before um, Stacy can really answer, Emma's like, yeah, I think that Darcy feels, even though that she's a twin, that she's the oldest twin. And so there's a need for her to be first. Like, how come Stacy gets all of these things before I do whenever I should be doing these at least at the same time, if not first? And she thinks it's very apparent that um, Darcy's very competitive with Stacy. And Stacy feels like she is being blamed for ruining the engagement between Tom and Darcy for, um, being the detour from Grand Canary because as we all know Tom's like if I had went to the place where my parents got engaged I would have been so inspired and looked past your alcoholism and looked past your incessant need to just be in love with a fucking rock and I would have proposed to you right there but we had to go to a communist country and look at a fucking flea market. And so, fuck you, Darcy. You're not getting married. And Stacy's like, do you blame me? Okay, you know what? Um, I've done nothing but supportive of you. And so, um, you know, my man is my man. And my man has done nothing but show you respect and show me respect. And I'm happy. I'm just happy, okay? Darcy's like, you know what? I'm happy for you, too. I never tried to say I wasn't happy for you, Stacy. I just wish you wanted the same happiness for me. Okay? That's all I'm trying to say. Oh, okay, Stacy. Uh, okay, okay, Darcy. So, what you're trying to say is it's my fault, then. Okay, okay. Imagine just being around people like that. All fucking day. Like, blow your damn brains out. <sighs> then Emma, she just comes in with this bomb on the engagement situation. Like, why Darcy didn't get proposed to. And it's like, is it because you were drunk and out of control? You know Thomas does not like that. And Tom tries to, like, speak up a little bit. He's like, you know what? I was dancing on a table the other day drunk, so... You know, I was hanging out with Darcy. I get drunk with her. I'm drinking with her. Even though I said I don't like it and I don't like the way that she acts. I've been doing it with her here recently. And you know what, Tom? I feel you. Because if you, if you have the tendency to be an alcoholic at all, even a little bit, and you start dating a full-fledged alcoholic, even if you don't drink that much, like... I was, I wasn't even, I was not that much of a drinker. I drank on the weekends casually with my friends, um, and I was pretty safe about it. And then I would sometimes go months without drinking. And then I got in a relationship with an alcoholic, and it started off with, you know, just taking shots with him, and then it started off with, trying to keep up with him and then it started off with drinking beer with him on a daily basis and 
next thing you know, both of y'all are sharing a fifth of whiskey and fucking all night. And you're doing this like days and days at a time. It is real fun. But it's also super unhealthy. And you're not getting anything out of the relationship. And you're not going anywhere. So, Tom might like the ride now. But it's, he needs to calm down. Um, they brought up Jesse again. He says that's one of the biggest problems with him and Darcy's relationship is that people just keep bringing up Jesse all the time. Even Darcy. Darcy actually is the one that brings up Jesse the most. And so for those of you who are like, I don't think, uh, Darcy was texting Jesse for a moment behind Tom's back. Okay, well, why does she keep bringing up Jesse all the fucking time, you know? There's something to be said about that. <sighs> Darcy claims the last time that she saw Jesse was at the tell-all. Mm, and that any time that she's spoken to Jesse, it's been because Jesse has reached out first. Mm, okay. As they're being interviewed, Jesse is coming out um because he was going to originally appear on stage with Darcy and Tom and he was going to say you know what Darcy has been texting me behind your back Tom and I think you should know about it and also here is a montage of me talking to old people and that's how it was supposed to go <sighs> but that's not how it went Jesse walks into the room with all the rest of the castmates from the recent season he sits down immediately tim and avery start to be like hey why are you here now tlc told them to ask questions and to be dramatic so how much of the rest of this is dramatic i don't know but here's the beginning of the fight right so tim and avery are basically like jesse why are you here you done nothing but cause hurt for Darcy and you being here is toxic for her and Tom. So why are you even here? Jesse's like, I'm not here for Darcy. I'm here for myself. I'm here to talk about myself. If they would like to talk to me, I will be open for that. But I'm here to talk about myself. My opinion is whether you like Jesse or not. TLC paid him to be there, and unless you are signing that paycheck, shut the fuck up. It's none of your business. Not only is it not your relationship, you're not signing the check to have him on the show. It's none of your fucking business, so shut up. Unless you're told to speak up, and if you were told to speak up, okay, cool. But otherwise, it was not their place to say anything. Well, in the words of Benjamin, Angela came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> and I feel like Angela, is, she, I think she thinks that she's an OG. She's an OG 90 Day Fiance member. I think she thinks she's a diva. Her and Darcy, they think that they are royalty. They probably have made a lot of money from being on the show. And, well, at least a decent chunk. And I'm sure Darcy more than Angela because Darcy does sponsorships and things of that set. Uh, yeah. I cannot speak tonight and I apologize for everybody that's listening to me. 
it's real hard to make a podcast and you don't know how to speak and te- <laughs> I was going to say intellectually, but <laughs> fuck that. But Angela, she's like an OG. And so Jesse's an OG. Jesse, uh, Jesse Darcy, they're OGs. Um, she's going to stick up for the people that are OGs. So she comes in there and she's like, y'all, you don't, you need to quit picking on Jesse. He's here just the same as us. It's not our relationship. It's none of our business. Well, they start talking back and that's the last thing that you want to do. You don't want to talk back to Angela. So that's what, that's what Angela loses it. And she's like, fuck you, you new Muslim and fuck you, you new closeted gay. I don't need this shit. Stay in your lane. Don't bully me. And don't bully this man. Shut the fuck up. You know what? I have six grandkids. You ain't gonna talk to me like that. You don't shut your fucking mouth. You're beautiful, Avery. Okay? You got too much to worry on in your beautiful fucking life. I sure the fuck can't tell you're Muslim right now. You sure the hell not acting like a lady. Because y'all don't even know why you're here. Y'all don't even know what the fuck you're sitting there for. What's going on in your damn relationships. Let alone Jesse's. So before you start speaking up about somebody else's business. Sit fucking back. Tom can take care of his woman. Tom can take care of what he's got to fucking take care of. And then she just walks out. <laughs> She's like, Jesse, you have every right to get on the stage. And then she walks out and is going down the hallway. And she's just like, I ain't never seen no Muslim run their damn mouth to the elderly before. And it, you, you can tell that she just monopolizes on the catchphrases. She loves it. Because she wasn't into the elderly shit when Michael said it. But after she threw a fit. At that tell-all the first time about the elderly situation and made a big drama about it, she's now all about repeating it. She Elderly this, elderly that, the toting thing. She heard, I guess, that that took off, so now she's toting, toting this. Toting shit in her tits. So then, like, she goes off. She's pissed off. Uh, Tim, he just cares way too much about Tom and Darcy. I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> I have no idea. Avery, she just starts crying when she's talking to Jesse. She's like, I'm not trying to bully you. And Jesse, he's like, he's like manipulating her in a way, talking to her. But at the same time, he's being nice. And she's just like being fake back to him and like, yeah, I didn't mean to bully you. I just, you know, see it like this and, you know, being real sweet. Then Rebecca comes in to console her and Terry walks away. And I noticed several times during the tell-all, Rebecca comes in to Mother Avery and Terry walks away. Or Terry is seen in the background observing them. And it's not until, like, later on stage when shit's getting heated and Rebecca's standing up for Avery that Terry comes out of nowhere and stands up for Avery. It's almost like she feels like, you know what, Rebecca, stay in your fucking lane. This is my daughter. I know you're trying to help her. You're trying to console her. This is my daughter. 
So Angel is outside smoking and cussing, talking on the phone with Michael. And she's like, I'm on fight for the truth. And I'm going to do it again. I'll do it again. I'm tired of this shit, Michael. Avery, she's crying to Darcy because she's like, you know what? It reminds me of my ex and the way he treated me. My ex was like Darcy and nobody believed me either. And so I see myself in you. And she starts to cry a little bit and Darcy starts to cry. And it's just like a moment. Fake ass fucking moment. And so they go back up on stage and that's where it gets real good all right so then they get on stage and sean robinson's like what happened behind stage sean shut the fuck up now you're asking the hard-hitting questions all right could you you could just not ask that one And Avery goes to try to explain, and she starts to cry. And Angela goes, do you need time to go cry? Look, I ain't trying to be rude or anything, but do you need time to go cry? Because I raised six grandkids, and I'm not about to sit here and watch you cry over a situation that you fucking created. And Avery's just like, la, 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 la. And... Angela's going in on her, like, and Rebecca's like, Angela, are you really like this? And Angela's like, shut the fuck up. And then Avery goes to put her finger in Angela's face. Angela turns to Avery and knocks her finger out of her face and says, put that damn finger down. Then Rebecca stands up. And then Angela, well, I think Angela stands up to approach Rebecca first, and then Rebecca also stands up. I think Angela's the first one that stood up, though. They're sitting there arguing in each other's face. Caesar, in the background, he's caught in between the two of them, and he stands up for a second and sits back down. I don't know if the producers told him to or what, but he just looked like a little beaten dog in the background. Like, he didn't know what to do with himself. And then, um, it's just getting real heated because Avery's fighting with Angela. Rebecca's fighting with Angela. They're just getting in this big disagreement, FF in this. And then Terry... Avery's mama runs out on stage to protect her daughter. And supposedly, by Rebecca and Avery's accounts, Angela chest bumped Rebecca and then tried to hit um, Terry or something like that. And they were thinking about pressing charges at this point. But on the tell-all, they edited all that out. And you don't see that. You just see whatever which i get that they don't want to show just blatant assault on tv um well i mean nicole they didn't nicole and oz and never mind i guess they do and rebecca although previously said that tlc would not condone airing abuse on television well she's taking that all back she's saying they totally would and they totally edited this footage and hyped it up Well, Angela just is done. She's like, I can't take all this teary-eyed shit. You don't know anything. You don't know shit about Tom and Darcy. 
Tom can take care of himself and his woman. They're ushering uh, Angela away. Angela, she takes the snacks on the way out to feed her damn grandkids because she's just tired of these people. Tom, um, he takes Angela outside to guess smoke a cigarette with her. Um, and she's like, I ain't no bully. I'm real. I ain't no bully. If you can't start a fight, you can't finish it. All right. When you bring me something, I'm going to bring it back. And then they're all on stage and Avery starts crying about her past relationships to gain sympathy and talking about how, well, you know, my ex was just like Jesse and everybody's just like everybody's fucking ex on this season. Like everybody's like Rebecca's ex. Everybody's like Avery's ex. Everybody is Tom or Tim's ex. Everybody is lying about Tom's exes. <laughs> Benjamin don't give any money to his ex. Benjamin don't even give money to his damn wife. And then they take all the cast members back into the back again. Um, well, that, well, actually, before they do that, Ben, he gives a pretty good synopsis of what happened. Um, Tim's like, I don't care if Jesse was here to sweep the fucking floor. The fact that he was here is disrespectful. And Ben, he's like, you know what? It, it all went downhill. Um, you know, at first, Tim was approaching Jesse with confrontation, but at good points. Then it went downhill a little bit. But then, like a wrecking ball, Angela came in. F you, F you, you're a piece of trash. F you, you don't know anything. And it was just like a, a big thing. And then you cut to the side. Angela's smoking with Tom. She's talking about how she's about actions, not words. And then they all, all the castmates go backstage because I guess they're going to decide to film with Angela at a later time or a different segment and they're just trying to get things situated. Benjamin's like, I wish people could speak without cursing. Yeah, fuck you, Ben. And then he goes, um, people should be loving rather than hating. And you know what, Ben? I do agree with that. You're right. People should be loving instead of hating. Angela's outside talking about how she's just tired of hearing Rebecca's fucking mouth run all day. She's heard it all damn day and she's just tired of it. They go back to Rebecca trying to comfort Avery. And it reminds me of the scene in Bridesmaids with the, the lesbian couple in the back of the airplane. You know what I'm talking about. The girl from the office and then the girl from Reno 911. I don't know their real names. But they're in the back of the plane and she's like, you're beautiful and you smell like roses or whatever the fuck she says. Please correct me. Please, please. I, can, I I would look it up right now, but I can't. I'm filming a podcast. I wish I had like one of them Jamie's like Joe Rogan has. And I tried to talk my brother into do it for, doing it for me, but he won't even show up for his guest appearance during the week. His regularly scheduled news week. So, good luck getting them to do any kind of research for me. But, Rebecca and Avery are in the back of 
or they're in the back of the airplane, but <laughs> they're not in an airplane. They're in the green room, like the bitches in the airplane from Bridesmaids. And Rebecca's like, think of something beautiful, Avery. And then Avery goes in the corner and does some meditating or whatever. She might have been doing it at a separate time, at a regularly scheduled hour, and they edited it out to look like she was doing it in a time of distress. However, she might have just done it at a time of distress to be dramatic, too. You never know. She is pretty dramatic about all that Muslim Habibi shit, you know. She's just over the top. I think she gets excited because it's new. You know, it's new to her. And she's a little white American girl with not that much experience and though she might think that she is culturally experienced about the world and her surroundings she's not she's not lived through not knowing whether her leg's going to be blown off that day or not I mean she she has went through stress with her legs and her gymnast or gymnast kind of past I get that but she still has a life and she still has a family that loves and supports her and keeps her in a nice house. So then that's whenever Jesse goes on stage. He goes on stage by himself. He doesn't want to do it with Darcy and Tom because since everybody's made a big fucking deal about everything, he's not even going to go there. So basically, the Jesse monologue is him talking about how he passed his degree in psychology and now... He's given motivational speeches around the world to people that he loves. The opening scene is of his ass. He's shaking his head in narcissistic approval at every different ass picture or him with his shirt off or him in a room full of people. And when he gets to his big motivational speech it's just a bunch of old people and he's like i've worked with the elderly as young as 16 and it's just like blah 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 like he's so important he's so cool he's got a podcast out too i think it's life with jesse or something like that um and he speaks on angela and he's like angela I, I can't say much about angela but what i can say is that she's real okay he goes on to say that Darcy is stalking him and that he's thought about getting a restraining order and that up until last month, um, I guess it would have been September, October 2018, or maybe it was this year. I don't know. It, I feel like they filmed it a little earlier this year, but um, up until last month, Darcy was reaching out to him and he was thinking about filing a restraining order. Uh, I'm not sure why he goes to New York City, if that's the case, but to each their own. And maybe he was paid to do it, but at the same time, if Darcy's really stressing him out and he really wants to get away from Darcy and all her drama, maybe just stay away from TLC Productions. That would be the easiest way to go about it, I would bet. Then they bring Angela out onto the stage, and Avery's like, She's kind of crazy, but I'm not going to say anything. And Darcy's like, you're strong. And I don't know if Darcy's just being sarcastic or what, because Avery, <laughs> she's kind of crazy. 
But I'm not going to say anything. Uh, you just fucking did, you dumb bitch. Okay, like, you just did say something. You said she was crazy. It, it's just like, she's she says, that pisses me off. She starts cussing. She's like, just what a great representation for your husband. I bet he's super proud of you. Um, he probably wishes that he was here to control you. They get to Angela and Michael's um, segment. Pretty much Angela's just like, you're a liar, Michael, and don't lie. Um, Michael says Angela's too extreme. He's very uh, cautious about that coming to America because he knows how she is. And he's kind of uneasy with how she's going to handle her mood swings with him being in America because he doesn't want to get deported. He doesn't want to go to jail and he doesn't want to be a victim of whatever craziness Angela's got going on in her head. They start start showing the um, monologue. She thinks that the cake um, was not an overreaction. Um, Skyla says that. They ask, I dropped my lighter. Um, Sean Robinson asks Skyla if she thinks that her mama had an overreaction. Skyla's like, nothing with mama's an overreaction. Nothing surprises me with mama. And I just, I just, I can't. How is this going to work whenever he's in America? Are they going to be like one of them redneck families that always got the cops over? Because I feel like that's what they're going to be. They're going to be one of those redneck families that always have the cops getting called. Um, Angela is very abusive. She might be a woman and he might be a man. She is abusive because the words that come out of her mouth are fucking disgusting. She has no problem blaming Michael for her abuse. Um, well, I wouldn't have acted the way that I acted to Michael if Michael hadn't asked for it. If Michael wasn't such a liar and Michael was such a better person, I wouldn't act the way that I act to Michael. I wouldn't throw a cake in his face. That's not, no, okay, a responsible adult who is trying to learn and change in life would recognize that it's not about what happens to you. It's about your reaction to what you do, to what happened to you. So yeah, he might lie to you and hurt you, but it's how you react to that that reveals your character. And if you're someone who's going to throw a cake in somebody's face, then you're impulsive and you don't think about anything but revenge and easing your own hurt in a physical way. That's dangerous, especially somebody who's looking to get a green card, okay? Especially a black man in America. <sighs> Angela, in the South, too. You want to take a black man and bring him to the South in America, and then you want to start fights with him every other weekend? Okay. She then goes on to say that uh, Michael's not allowed to have a social media life because she doesn't have one. She doesn't go out with her friends. He needs to get a job if he has all that free time and spend time with his mom because he sure as hell ain't going to see his mom whenever he gets this visa here in America, which I think is awful. Like you went over to South Africa how many times you can take Michael over that many more times to see his mama. His mama's old like you are. She's not going to last long. Might as well take him while you can. 
Uh, Michael says he has an interview for coming here. I think it was, uh, he said, tomorrow on the tell-all. So whenever they shot the tell-all, that's whenever he had his interview to come to America. And they're just saving money at this point to try to tote an egg. They keep begging Skyla for her eggs. Skyla ain't going to give her eggs up because she feels like that would be like having a child with Michael. Which, I agree. I feel like that's also... Angela does not agree, but Angela is also going to say whatever she's got to say to get what she wants. So, let's not pay attention to what Angela's got to say. After that whole ordeal is over, the rest of the cast returns without Angela because they're refusing to go on stage with Angela at this point. <sighs> they get Benjamin on there and they're asking Keeney what her first impressions of Benjamin was. And she's like, well, he wasn't, you know, how do I say this? An alpha male. He was not an alpha male. Uh, Avery's like, do you consider yourself an alpha male, Benjamin? And Benjamin takes a really long time to even say anything. So, no, you're not, first of all. And then <laughs> he's like, um, you know what? I, st I stand up for myself. And I just think it would be rude to assert myself in someone's home when I got there. And it's like, you're not an alpha male, Ben. You're not an alpha male. And then Rebecca interrupts to talk about her fucking ex yet again she's like you know what when i brought my ex over here he was an alpha male in his country and when i brought him over here he didn't know the language he didn't know how to drive he didn't know what he was doing so then he was not an alpha male anymore because he was out of his comfort zone and akini's like yeah okay rebecca i know where maybe you think that i might can see where you're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt but I really just think it's the fact that Benjamin's a pussy, why he's not an alpha male. Has nothing to do with the fact that he wasn't comfort comfortable in this environment, okay? But any excuse to talk about that damn ex, I mean, let's take it. They start talking about the sexy dressing and the alcohol problems that everybody's got. And so you got Avery, who is rebellious with her dressing and her dancing in the streets. Akini, who likes to drink one margarita. And Rebecca, who likes to take her jacket off in a bar. So they start to confront Akini. Most of the cast members are on her side. They're like, it's not weird to have something to drink. It's not weird to have a margarita. Ben's like, but to drink to the point where you're out of control, that's not okay. And I didn't know that's how she's going to react either, but that's not okay. And Fidel's like, I am okay with this. He is the head of the household. I like that he's controlling Akini. Although Akini, she's not too uh, keen on that. But then they show Benjamin drinking shots with Fidel uh, out on the night. And Akini's like, that's not okay. I thought you were just going out for roasted meat. I didn't know that you were going out for drinks. She's like, you can't preach water and drink wine. And Fidel's like, you know what? It's okay for Benjamin to drink because I was having him drink as a way to get to uh, get information that I wanted out of him, basically. So, basically, it's okay for Benjamin to drink, but not Akini. That's what he said. And then they were talking about sexy dressing and 
Zied having a problem with sleeveless shirts. Jennifer's like, I would never live in a country where I could not wear um, what I wanted to wear because, does she's half naked all the time. Avery's like, I don't care if Omar asks me to change. I'll do anything for him. If he wants me to stick a finger up his butt, I'll do that too. I'll do whatever he wants, man. He's my teacher. Whatever he wants to tell me to do, I'll do it. And Rebecca, she's just like, you know what? Zia's like, not okay with it. But she's like, you know what? Somebody tried to reach out and grab my arm whenever I took my jacket off. So he was just trying to protect me. I realize that now. He's just trying to protect me. Tim didn't buy Jennifer a new ring. Because the old ring is his Colombian ex's ring, supposedly. Rebecca says that Veronica knew the whole time that she had to have known to act the way that she did. And that's true. She did. She did. She did. She did. She knew by giving Tim that ring to give to Jennifer, it would cause some shit. She did it on purpose. Um, we explore the fact that Tim is moody. Yeah. Okay. We uh, explore that his pet name is Pussy. And all the other castmates are laughing or think he's, um, I guess, a pussy for sitting there taking it as a um, term of endearment instead of the obvious insult that it is. And Rebecca's like, you know what? I have pet names too, like Baby Girl and Sweetie, Sugar Britches, not, you know, Pussy. Then they switch to the Rebecca Likes Women topic. And, um, basically Zied was like, you know what, if I had known beforehand, I wouldn't have invited her to come over here. And if my parents knew, they wouldn't approve of it. And Rebecca's like, well, they're not going to find out. And Zia's like, well, if my parents ever find that, found out, I would have to end the relationship. And she's like, well, I don't know that they're going to find out. And then she has to take a moment to think about what she said, because... Yeah, they're going to find out you're on TV, okay? And she's like, well, I don't know that they're going to find out. They probably will find out, but that's okay. They have her friend Melanie join her on stage. And I have a best friend named Melanie, too, who works with me. And she's my little private investigator as well. But Rebecca's Melanie basically is saying that Rebecca's thinking with the heart and not the brain. Nobody in Rebecca's life supports this relationship that she has going on with Zied. She she thinks that it's going to be okay because she's a restaurant uh, general manager. And so she can give Zied a job in her restaurant. And all I got to say to that girl is this. You better be fucking careful. I worked in a restaurant industry for like 10 years, okay? I did work with some Middle Eastern men they like to flirt and fuck and take lunch breaks with married women. So if you're the jealous type, you sure don't want your attractive boyfriend working in a restaurant. Because he's going to have to be charming to make tips. And if you just have him as a busboy or something, he's going to be flirting with them young waitresses and like whatever you got hostess running around there. So, if you're a jealous person, you certainly do not want your man working in a restaurant with you as a manager. 
that doesn't sound like a good a good time at all. And then the moment everybody waited for. Caesar and Maria. <sighs> I knew Maria would only show up if it was at the tell all, if she showed up at all, and it was because she was paid. She's a paid escort, basically. And she was in a relationship with Maria or with Caesar beforehand, supposedly for five years. She says two. And that they broke up before filming, but decided to keep continuing filming for Caesar to have a storyline. She's saying that he asked her to be a part of the show then makes her look bad by canceling the ticket. And I think it's quite possible that that probably happened. He says the reason that he did the show is it was an attempt to show Maria and the world what he's willing to do to show that he really truly loves her and wants her in his life. So he says hi to Maria. He's excited. Then they show her story She's showing that she's worked for Anastasia Date. She goes on all these vacations, on all these nice dinner dates. Her her typical man that she loves is blonde hair, blue eyes. She's not typically attracted to Caesar, although she did like Caesar at one point. Caesar has sent her a bunch of money, but she doesn't know how much because she's not an accountant. She doesn't have a ring on her hand, and as long as she doesn't, she's free. So, of course, she's talking to other boys and men. She just came back from Dubai, which I think is crazy, but that she didn't have time to spend with Caesar. She's probably in Dubai with her other boyfriend, because whenever her friend is asking her about relationships or a potential husband she's like i'll have to tell you about it later because right now we're filming for tlc and then she makes a joke about caesar doing nails because they're like well how much money does caesar send you and she's like how much money can a man that does nails send you and then laughs about it and it's just she's like caesar's gonna have to go and make more money if he wants me and at the end of this, everybody's silent because they f they genuinely at this moment feel bad for Caesar because they now know that he's just thrown money at nothing and they feel bad for him. But Caesar, being the dumbass Caesar is, the first question out of his mouth after all of that is, are you seeing someone else? And Tim and Rebecca are like, she said she he was, she was Caesar. She said it. And she goes, no, I'm not. And Caesar goes, well, you said you were. And she, oh, that was a joke. That's just a joke. Mm, okay. All right. Caesar says that they were together for five years, that he sent $40,000 to Maria and that he thinks that Maria loved her, loved him at first, but then gave up after things got hard. So Maria, she says that they were together for two years, although they had been talking longer. Just because he sent her money does not mean that she was in a relationship with him. But she considered herself with him for two years. 
says that she refused the last bit of money that Caesar tried to send her and that she loves Caesar, that she loved Caesar, but she wishes him the best. And if he can find somebody else, she wants him to do that because he made her look like a bitch to get what he wants, which could possibly be that he threw her under the bus in order to make it look like he was a victim so that he can be an American actor. And Maria is fucking gorgeous. I just want to say that. I think she is probably the hottest 90 Day Fiance member we've ever had, if I'm just being honest. <sighs> Caesar's whack. He's just so whack. He says, baby, 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 all the damn time. He's whack. I think he should move on. I think he's crazy. I think he is using Maria for money, for fame, and for a paycheck. And it's pretty bad when even Michael has to try to talk some sense into you. Try, try to help you work it out and accept it. He did all this without Angela being there too. So when your voice of reason is a man that gets cake thrown in his face. Yeah, there's a problem. But Caesar's getting a season two. Oh, Caesar. So, that is it for the tell-all. That's how it ended. You got Avery and Rebecca are pissed off because all of the fight didn't get shown. Avery feels like she was assaulted. She's got a picture of a possible assault. A suit. <laughs> um, Tom and Darcy are supposedly still filming. Um, Angela and Michael probably are still filming, if we're just being honest. Benjamin and Keenan could possibly still be filming. Um, I think people are still interested in them to a degree. I hope Tim and Jennifer are not still filming. Who knows? Maybe they are. And Avery and Omar, like, I'm done with them too. Like, they got their happy ending. I'm just done. So, that's my thoughts on the tell-all. The new cast premieres November 3rd. God, I need a fucking break from this 90 Day Fiance stuff. I love it, but I just, it has been hard. I apologize. I was supposed to be on a podcast this weekend, but uh, my son got sick here in Arkansas. The daycare sometimes will let your kids eat rocks, and I didn't know that. And they totally let my kid eat like a bunch of rocks. And my kid got really sick and I had to take him for x-rays and baby him and be like badass mom for the weekend. And so I didn't get to do my podcast interview and I had a lot of stuff to do just in general that weekend. And I have just a whole bunch of stuff to do all the time. My boss is ask, asking that I work overtime and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a boss. I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not like really a boss, but I kind of am like a boss. And so there's like the stress of being a boss without the title and the pay of a boss that is on my shoulders. And I've just been like, God, the last thing I want to fucking do is talk about 90 day fiance. Because I ha I didn't really even have time to watch it, to just be honest. But <sighs> I made the time and I researched everything for you guys because I love you guys. I really do. And I love this podcast. 
And I can't wait for the new season to start. See the new characters. Get into their stories. See who's going to lie to us in the next season. <laughs> um, I also have the talker tea. Oh, the talker tea. Oh my god. <laughs> Tattler teas. That's what I was going to do. Tattler teas. I have half of a podcast recorded with my brother and I might edit it um, this week and post it up. Basically, my brother and I are going to do a news story every week. If he does not show up for this week's newscast, I'm going to do it without him. And we're just going to do it without him and possibly just have speaker guests on here to talk about things. So, um... That'll be a change. I know I have family members that are wanting to be on here and talk about their life drama. I don't really know about that, but you know. We'll see how depraved I get at the end of everything. Alright guys, it's Halloween. Happy Halloween. I hope everybody enjoys it. Dress up like a nasty old hoe. Harley Quinn, Joker, whatever situation you got going on. Do something positive for somebody. Smile, give a compliment, open the door for someone, or thank somebody who's opened a door for you. Just be positive and put positive energy into the world and positive energy will find you. Until next time, guys. Later. And I'm not going to purchase your product ever again.